hey guys good evening welcome to zone Bad living the first of the year it is late but believe me it is fully packed i'm really excited at three things i'm excited at what god is doing in with and through you and i'm excited at what god will be speaking about to us this night and third one is that i'm excited about this season of the year i'm excited about the plans the visions the purpose and maybe the resolutions that you have set for yourself or maybe you have ahead of you this year and truth is if you are like me maybe you have plans already maybe you have purposes that you have set in your heart to accomplish you have visions and you have goals but before we go any further maybe let me just ask you this question is how how was your goals last year how were your resolutions that you made last year Maybe for you, you didn't even get to the quarter of the year. Or maybe you really tried, it got to like July. Or maybe for you, it was a total mess that it stopped at January 5th. Or maybe another way is that for you, you aced everything. 2019, it was a great year. You achieved every of your goals. 2020, you achieved every of your goals. 2021, you achieved every of your goals. And 2022, you are set to achieve it. Maybe by now, you've already achieved even half, half of your goals. And I don't know where you are on this divide. I don't know what really is your story. But over the next few weeks, I will be taking us into our vision series. It's going to be four beautiful weeks of speaking into what is ahead of us. How God will have us approach the year. How to maximize the year. And how to be fruitful in whatsoever we do. So you want to listen through all the four weeks. It's really going to be empowering. It's going to set your year apart real good. Starting from today, I'll be speaking on what I titled Reset. Wow, I'll be speaking on what I titled Reset. And our opening, our scripture is from Luke chapter 14 verse 28. Luke 14 28 says, But don't begin until you count your cost. For who would begin the construction of a building without first getting estimates and then checking to see if he has enough to pay the bills? I will take it again. But don't begin until you have planted your cost. For who would construct a building without first checking if he has enough to cover the bills? And before we do anything further, can we just pray? Dear God, we thank you. So grateful for who you are. So grateful for how you speak to us. Thank you again for this year. Thank you for the amazing and beautiful things you did last year. God, we are trusting again for all that you will do this year. We are pumped and we are excited. God, bless us and bless everyone that is listening to this. We ask that God, this word will increase hearts, that everyone is strengthened, everyone is edified, and everyone is converted by the hearing of God's word and by the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Wow. And okay. And God, we also ask that for Arsenal fans that are setting up their goals this year, we ask that God will teach them to know that my you might relegate and Arsenal is not winning any trophy this season. In Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah, so I felt like saying that for you. I've really been praying for the Arsenal fans. And maybe it's that season of the year that Mayu will be relegated. We are really trusting God for all of that. <laughs> but it's really that time of the year, guys, where 
people set plans and where we set plans and i really think it's scriptural i really believe it's biblical i just read to you from the book of luke chapter 4 verse 18 where the bible was saying to us that you know what guys it's absurd for you to start the building without first sitting down and counting your cost and thinking if you have enough to cover all through the cost and settle all the bills maybe god encourages our heart and god tells our heart that you know what before you start a project before you start a year before you start a month before you start a relationship you know what you want to come out first sit down and count your cost what is this thing going to cost me what are the things i'm going to have to sacrifice what are my gains and what are the bills that i have to set to and everything and maybe i should let you in on my on maybe things that i have said not so many things really not so many things just a handful of them but maybe three things that i really i really look forward to this year okay let me let you in one is i i, I plan to get into a relationship this year yeah with someone's daughter really <laughs> really i i really look forward to that and second thing is that i really plan to invest into all my relationships not just a relationship with a love relationship actually i really plan to get into a relationship to invest into friends mentors mentees just every uh, structure of influence that god has put in my life i really believe it's going to be a beautiful year of investing into everything that god has put around me but third thing about which i think maybe is the most spiritual that you will hear today is that i want to buy an iphone better than what i've been using i yeah so at least we are doing an iphone x mass uh maybe you just said this guy is kana only <laughs> you said this guy is not even spiritual i don't even know what he's doing and that's you but really i really plan to do that and while i was drawing all my plans and when i go to this particular part in the bible I really believe I heard God say something to me, which I really believe is empowering, and we set your year apart, and we all maybe make our year better as in, as we approach it. Are you ready? Okay, this is it. You know what? A new phone doesn't guarantee an upgrade as much as a new year doesn't guarantee fruitfulness. I will say it again. A new phone does not guarantee up an upgrade just as a new year does not guarantee fruitfulness you know i mentioned about wanting to get a phone but i want to get a phone because i felt i feel like i need an upgrade there are some apps that are really not working with my phone and i really need those apps to be able to work and maybe interact and do a lot of things much more easier and enjoy life the way god has planned and god has updated for me but this phone is not really allowing me to do that so i really plan on changing that and all of that you know but what guys you know what but truth is a new phone doesn't necessarily guarantee an upgrade it doesn't so think about it this way that when i walk into the shop in in may to get my new phone and i and i pay it maybe i transfer or give them cash and i get my phone into my hands truth is maybe it will come with some apps but truth is there is no upgrade until I install the apps that I want, right? So when I say I want an upgrade, I'm saying I want an upgrade of my my, my browsers, my bull-on, my share it, so many of my applications. The truth is, they don't come with the phone. I have to install them. And some applications I have to uninstall. The very same way that the year does not become better, our year does not get better because we entered into 2022. It's going to be about what you install into your life and what you uninstall into your life. 
I will say it again. Life gets better and the year gets better because of what you install and what you uninstall, not because you entered into the year. The very same way that my the phone that I get in me will not be upgraded because I just bought it. It will be upgraded because I I installed the app that I want upgraded and because it has the capacity to enable it. Just as this year has the ability to enable your dreams come true, has the ability to enable your visions come true, has the ability to enable everything that you want come true. But truth is, until you install them, you won't see them being upgraded. And until you uninstall some things, you won't make a better use of your phone. Right? And maybe that's, that's quite powerful. And that's really what I want to say today is that the new year doesn't necessarily guarantee that things will work better. It just tells you that it's an opportunity for you to install some things and take out some things. And if you can install the right things and take out the wrong things, you can be sure that your life will be much more better. So let's run, guys. Three applications I plan to install in me when I get the phone, which I really believe it's not just an application, it's, it's what we want to run our life by this year. So I will call it application for me, but for the iPhone, what truth is, it's a way that God wants us to live our life. So I'm taking it for the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So I really believe the first app you want to install into your life this year, the first app you want to install into your life this year is what I, go, what I call Google Chrome or Google Chrome, right? Uh, why do I say that? It's because Google Chrome comes with what we call search engine. It comes with what we call search. And what that typifies to you is that I don't know what 2021 has been for you. I don't know what the year has been. Maybe you've had so many disappointments that you are in a stage in your life where you are, when you are not even hopeful again. Someone has broken up with you and because of that, you don't even believe that there is love. You have lost your job and because of that, you don't even believe that people are trustworthy. You have lost yourself. You have lost your self-esteem because someone has taken advantage of you. You know what? You know what? As we approach 2022, I will encourage you to, ins- to install Chrome. Never never get into a place where you are not hopeful of what God can do again. Never get into a place where you are not trusting that God can make things better. Never get to a place where because of what has happened to you, there is no more hope for what God can do in you. Right? The second app I will encourage you to download is what I call Apple Music. Or maybe you want to do Audio Mac or you want to do Spotify. But truth is, never get to a place in your life where there is never where there is no a constant reminder of what God can do, right? Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, the first one, Google Chrome, I will call it hope. Never get to a place where you are not hopeful for what God can do. But what I call Apple Music is never get to a place where there is not a reminder of what God has done for you, which I will call faith. Make sure that you keep surrounding yourself with people that so that tell you that you know what this is what God has called you for. This is what God has enabled you for. This is what God has given to you, and this is what you should be doing. This is how you should be doing it. Never get into a place where you are not surrounded with a voice of faith of what God is doing in your life, right? And the last thing I will say is that never the last application I will say you should download is what I call WhatsApp, or maybe you want to do Messenger. But truth is, as we go into this year, I will encourage us that let's love people genuinely and let's connect with people. That's what WhatsApp is for, right? To connect with people and, and to love people. What brought Jesus connect is love. And I asked myself that what would have happened to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17 if he did not receive strangers into his house? Maybe he would have not have given birth, right? And what would have happened to Lot in Genesis chapter 19? 
if he did not receive strangers into his house, then he will have perished with Sodom and Gomorrah. Not because God did not make provision for him to escape, but because he did not install WhatsApp. So I will encourage you this year that three apps you want to make sure that you, you, you have in your life. You want to download your Google Chrome. You want to make sure that your WhatsApp is intact. And you want to make sure that you are surrounded with a constant reminder that tells you of God's love, God's support, and everything that God is doing in your life. Right? So as we are looking into this year, and as we are going, and as I'm going in the mid to buy my phone, these are the things that I look forward to us. And I really believe if we can put our life in that order, we are going to have the best of our years the best thing that God can do and the best thing that we will see in 2022. I'm really praying for you. I'm hoping for you. And I'm trusting that this will bless and this will empower you. Can we pray? Dear God, we thank you. Thank you for speaking and thank you for empowering your people. We ask that God will bless this word into every heart. Increase us and increase this word. Do amazing and great things in this year through our eyes, in us and with and through us in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for all you do. This seek ahead in Jesus' name. And was said, Amen. This series continues next week. You want to stay tuned and you want to listen to it. I'm Hadipo Jibalaji. You have a great week and a wonderful night rest. I love you. Hello, good morning, and welcome to JOG. I'm excited, really. And I know I say every time that I'm excited, but the truth is I'm excited, right? So I'm excited. So I say I'm excited. I'm excited at all that God does in this moment, right? Because I really believe that in this moment, what happened in this 30 minutes of less than 30 minutes is actually what God uses to mark our lives, right? That every time we gather around here in 30 minutes, is just some, it's a voice that speaks louder than the present, that speaks even into the next couple of years of our lives and even the decisions that we'll be making. Because remember, if Jesus could leave heaven to come on earth to die, I really believe that he that freely gave Jesus with him, he freely gave us all things, including ideas, passion, purpose, ambition, principles about how to live our life so that we can be successful as Jesus would have been. I, I really like to think about this way, maybe you should. Uh, what do you think if Jesus was alive in 2022? Do you think Jesus will not be successful? Do you think Jesus will not be fulfilled? Do you think Jesus will not maximize potential? You don't think so, right? I also don't think so. I think Jesus will be the opposite of all that we've said. Jesus will be successful, will be prosperous, will be wealthy, will achieve potential, will live a fulfilled life and be all that God has planned and ordained for him to be. And so, I really believe that if we can learn from Jesus how he will have done it in 2022, and we can also apply those very same principles to our life, we have the very same results Jesus would have had because God is no partial and God is no respecter of person. And in the principles that we have in the scriptures, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And nothing really changes, right? So if we can learn from the scriptures how to make decisions, how to live our lives, and we can begin to pattern our lives the very same way, we will have results that Jesus would have had if he was on earth. And so ask me why I'm excited. I'm excited about that every time we gather around GOG. And because I believe this is such a marker in all that God does in these moments of life. Really pumped, really excited. And you know what, guys? I'm much more than that. I'm excited about what I'll be speaking about today, right? In, in few days or maybe months or years that I've done as a preacher or speaking around God's word, 
there are some things that there are some maybe messages that you preach there are some other messages that you preach right then there are some words that you just say because maybe caught impromptu you have to say something then legit don't don't misunderstand me you believe what you are said you're already speaking god's word but there are some other messages that you can say that if this doesn't work i will give a refund right like I will legit give you a refund for this thing. I'm that sure. I'm that confident of this word. I've seen it work in my life, right? And I've seen it work in the couple of people that I have had the opportunity to share this word with. So I'm bringing you those kind of words and I can say that if this doesn't work, I will give you a refund, right? And so those kind of messages for me, this what I'll be speaking about today is one of them, right? Really excited towards it, really pumped about what we'll be speaking about. So for the next couple of minutes, maybe 27 or less, let's do this together. Let's go. I really... I'm really excited, right? And I really believe this is going to be one of the best decisions you've made this week to be here and listen to GOG this morning. So I'll be in John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And I legit could read from the entire book of John chapter 4 because I really, so for one of the most powerful scriptures for me ever is this book of John chapter 4. And I really could read everything, but I will just read from chapter from verse 1 to 10. And as a good person, as a good preacher, I should say to you that you should read everything which statistics say that you probably will not but let me just do the normal procedure and say to you that you should read everything but i will be reading from chapter 4 verse 1 to 10 let's go together the pharisees heard that jesus was winning and baptizing more disciples than john actually jesus himself did not baptize anyone only his disciples did so when jesus heard what was being said he left judea and went back to in Galilee. On his way there, he had to go through Samaria. In Samaria, he came to a town named Sisha, which was not far from the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out of it by the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw some water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink of water. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The woman answered, Are you? You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? Jews will not use the same cups and bowls as Samaritans use. Jesus answered, If only you knew what God gives, and who is it that sits and asking you for a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you rivers of waters. Right? So excited about God's word. But before we go any other further, can we pray right here, right now? Let's pray that God will speak to us. So dear God, we thank you. So grateful for your word. So grateful for all that you are doing this moment. We are trusting, we are hopeful, and we are desiring. We ask that your word will be so simple that we understand. Yet so profound as we change our lives. We ask that by the teaching of your word, everyone is strengthened, everyone is edified, and everyone is comforted. Reach us in a very practical way that God we can understand and bless us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You know what, guys? I almost call this, I almost title this, Welcome Home. I almost started it welcome home because truth is so many times that we like to admit Samaria is usually home for so many of us and Samaria is usually home for so many of us and uh, before we go any further I would like to say thank you to all of the guys that I happen to do this with because so many guys you you see me on the screen and maybe you see me speaking you see me speaking for like three weeks now but what you don't see is a lot of things that happen behind the background here yeah, right a lot of things that happen behind the scene and i have the opportunity to work with some amazing guys i'm so grateful for all that you do you make this possible right i know i'm the face for all of this but you make this possible so thank you taiwo thank you esther thank you damien thank you Femi. thank you for all that you do to make this happen 
and so on. So, courtesy of the team this morning, courtesy of our team, I have something for you. Give away time, right? So, I could offer you two things. You have to pick between one of them, right? The first one is a fully funded trip to a place that I will choose, right? It's my message, right? A fully funded trip to the place that I will choose. Or the second thing is, I could give you a price item, a valuable item that I will also choose what it is that I will give to you, right? So if you had the opportunity to win either of the two, what would you pick? Think about it. Think about it. What would you pick? Okay, so you've thought about it. So if you're going to pick a fully funded trip somewhere, guess where you'll be going to? Samaria, because this is welcome to Samaria. Nice joke, right? Makes sense in my mind. And if you chose, if you chose like a prize gift, then I have a gift for you: the Word of God. Who wouldn't like the Word of God, right? So now, if you say you don't want the Word of God, then you look at that, right? Someone beside is already judging you that you said you don't like God's Word. Well, yeah, but I have gifts for you today. I have the Word of God for you, and I have a trip to Samaria. John chapter 4 and almost John chapter 1. So let's just start the trip. And so here we are in John. And the book of John is a very important really book for all of us. And I really believe that even the place that we are reading from from today, the book of John chapter 4, is a very practical and a very insightful place in the Bible. Because in John chapter 1, we find the place the Bible is saying that in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. And through the word, God made everything. Without him, was not anything made that was made and stuff like that. And after that, we begin to find a place where the Bible was comparing John and Jesus, saying that John was a born in light, Jesus is a true light. People were willing to rejoice in John's light for a while, but Jesus is a perfect light. And saying that there's this guy called John that was preaching and saying repentance and stuff like that. That's John chapter 1, right? And saying John chapter 1 basically creating peace came by Jesus. John chapter 2, we find the wedding at Canaan where Jesus kind of had the first manifestation, first experience, kind of big stuff happen. And that was John chapter 2. John chapter 3, then there's this story that we know Nathaniel and Philip, and there's this story about Nicodemus, you have to be born again and stuff like that. And in between all of that, John chapter 3, John chapter 4, there's the place that Jesus gets baptized. Right? Remember, Jesus at the age of 12 already knew that God has called him to preach. Jesus at the age of 12 already knew what God has called him to do. Talk about self-discovery early in life. Jesus already knew about what he should do and what he should be about doing at 12. But from that moment of being 12 years old to that moment of being 30, we find nothing really about Jesus again in the Bible, right? It's just that phase of your life where you kind of know that, know what, I have a gift, I have a talent. God has, there's this thing that I know I should be doing and there's just no exposure, there's just no place to manifest, there's just no place. And we tend to call those things, those moment process or waiting periods and stuff like that. And if you want to term it like that, I think Jesus really had his moments and in stuff like that. And so Jesus was in that moment and suddenly after like 18 years, then there's this first appearance that Jesus ever has and people begin to come around it. So there's the baptism where there's the dove that came and started saying that Jesus may be loved. So think about it. John the Baptist was like the biggest shot in his time. In his time, he had like ministers coming to him, kings listening to him and stuff like that. And when someone like John begins to say that this guy is called of God, this guy is anointed of God, this guy is going to succeed, oh boy. It's, it's just like, it's just like maybe a mentor of yours that maybe you are, you are doing business, you are doing human resource, 
They're like a mentor of yours, just legit kind of posting on his Instagram status with like 10,000 followers and says that watch out for this guy. Then suddenly you go from 150k, 150 followers, maybe like 15 followers on Twitter, you go to like maybe like 1.5 million, right? And just because someone that has like maybe like 150 million kind of said that watch out for this guy and so jesus kind of had that moment that after like 18 years of his life that nothing happened he now kind of had that moment that someone big someone known someone everything kind of said that this guy is in these big shots and that moment of life that you feel like once in a life kind of opportunity and a little bit bigger than that let me let me a little bigger than that god even came out and god said that this is my beloved son no Think about it guys do you think that the reason why god said he is my beloved son was because of jesus i don't think so because the bible said the spirit bears witness to our spirit that we are the sons of god right so jesus did not necessarily need a witness from a big voice to know that he was the son of god because there's a witness of the spirit in his heart already which is the biggest witness and think about it do you think john also needed to hear that jesus was the son of god i don't think so because John chapter 5, John chapter 6, John kind of tells us that God told him that upon whom he sees the doves come down and rest. Upon whom he sees the dove come down and rest, that would be the savior of the world. So John didn't necessarily need, he didn't necessarily need the voice to know that Jesus was the son of God. Then who needed the voice? The people! Right? Because there were only three set of guys there. There was Jesus, there was John, and there were the people. And so God is like saying it in front of the people that this is the Son of God, right? There's a confirmation of God, there's a confirmation of man and everything. And I think right from the first place in the book of John chapter 4, we can learn something, right? I love John chapter 4. I think you can see it all over my face. That we can learn one of the first principles, right? Because after all of that, then we find the place in John chapter 4. After all of that, then they say there's the Pharisee heard that Jesus was winning and baptizing more disciples than John. Actually, Jesus himself did not baptize anyone, holy disciples. So when Jesus heard what was being said, he left Judea back to Samaria. So I'm having my first exposure. I'm having the first big shot at what I have. And suddenly there's a tension between my there's the same between the disciples of Jesus and the disciples of John. And what did Jesus do? The Bible said Jesus walked out of the fight. He walked away from the fight. Right, Jesus will have stayed in Jerusalem and be explaining that in Judea that I'm not the one, I did not say it. Right, John, believe me, I did not say it, and stuff like that. You know? Jesus will even have been fighting and telling John that, and John, she you know that it's me that is the savior, it's me that is the savior now, and stuff like that. Then, I think one of the first lessons we can learn from this place is the fact that Jesus will say to us that there are some battles that are not worth fighting, there are some battles that are not worth fighting. Remember why we are doing all of this? We are saying that we want to learn from Jesus the principles of how we will have lived in the 21st century so that we can apply it to our lives, also to our jobs, to our relationships, and we can have the result he had or he would have, right? Because things doesn't really change. So Jesus will say to us first of all that there are some fights that are not worth fighting. There are some arguments that we work out on, right? You don't have to win every argument. You don't have to win every fight. Jesus, could you have explained it to John? Could you have explained it to the people? Could you have made the best? Could you have even stood and stayed your ground? Right? That I will stay my ground. Jesus walked out. Jesus walked out. And I find that truth not only once. I find it like twice in the story of Jesus. Right? In Matthew chapter 2, we find that very same incident happened that Jesus was giving birth to as a baby. And then Herod said he wanted to kill all the children. Think about it, guys. Do you think that God really would not have sent ages? To keep Jesus from being killed. 
could have sent angels to keep Jesus from being killed. That Herod will come and Jesus will just disappear and there will be no baby to kill. But God told Joseph, take away the child and take him out to Egypt. Truth is this, Jesus, you are a year old. Oh, you are not even a year old, you are, a, you are a month old. You cannot fight Herod. Right? Truth is, at the first start of our life, when we are starting something, starting a career, starting a relationship, there are so many things that we cannot fight at the moment. Wisdom is to walk away from fights that we cannot win so that we can fight the ones that we can win. And maybe at a later point, we will come back to fight the very same thing that we could not fight at that very same time. Right? Jesus walked away, went to Egypt. Jesus walked away, went to, went to Samaria. Because there are some fights we don't, we don't, we don't fight. Right? You just took a job and after like a week or two weeks in your job, you're already fighting with divorce and say that that's not the policy that is supposed to be here. I'm an accountant. I know what I'm doing. There are some fights that we don't fight any life. You are just starting ministry and the first thing you are trying to do is to get trying to fight someone that is already established in that place. That's not how to preach. That's not how to communicate. You don't even know the scripture. You don't even know the emphasis. There are some fights that are not house fights. Jesus did not fight John the Baptist. He left it. You are starting a relationship and suddenly what this person has been doing for 10 years, you want to change it in like two weeks. I'm not saying we are not supposed to change things. I'm not supposed that there are some things that we are supposed to condone. I'm saying that at some early stage of our life, there are so many things that we walk away from. You don't have to win every argument. It's not every argument that people bring your way that you have to stay off. You should not be on every thread on Twitter. Don't be on every thread on Instagram. Don't be on every thread on Facebook. Don't be commenting on everything, right? There are some arguments that we don't have to fight every time. This guy is proud. This guy is... There are some arguments that you legit don't have to fight every time. And Jesus will teach us that at the start of everything, you, you walk away from some fights. Not because you won't come back and tell people that John is the Elijah, that you are the Jesus. Because Jesus came back to do all of that, right? But at the start of life, there are some battles that we walk away from. And if that's the only thing you heard, I think the legit you have heard big enough. And truth is, maybe after hearing that, you are thinking about it, and you see that if I if I let this thing be, right from the inception, don't you think that it will continue forever? I think I think Jesus survived it, right? And Jesus did quite well. And if Jesus survived it and did quite well, if we follow what Jesus did, we will survive it and we do quite well. Because legit guy, I think like the same way you think about it that Jesus, you just bloom, right? And you blew in Samaria, you blew in Judea. If you live right there, after God has spoken and after John has spoken, you go to Judea. By the time you come back, don't you think that people will have forgotten about you? 30 years of your life, nobody knew about you. Then God suddenly comes and says something about you. And because of arguments, because of argument between disciples, argument between people, you are living. Because of things that happen, you are living. Jesus, stay! <laughs> ah, 30 years. But Jesus teaches us teaches the lesson there that. What makes us is in us. It's not what people say about us. Right? There might be a testimony of John. There might be a testimony of God. Right? But what really determines who we are and what our results will be in life is not what people say about us. It's who we are as a person. So we can leave Judea and go out of Judea and still be relevant anywhere we go. Right? That people can misunderstand us sometimes people can say some things about us but if we are true to who we are true to what god has called us to do true to what is in our purpose we still succeed and detach it right and that's one basic lesson that i really think that is in john 4 but think about it is that that's not just the only lesson that is in john 4. <laughs> i don't know but 
only thing God is actually getting me to do a series on John chapter 4. So let's just go through John chapter 4, guys. And where, where I stop today, I'm going to stop. And maybe next week, we're going to continue from there. And so, but remember the first thing that we said that Jesus is showing to us that there are some. The first thing is that Jesus had a waiting period. 18 years of his life, nothing happened, right? We also have to see in our life that it looks as if nothing is happening. I know I should do this thing. I know I should be saying this thing. I know I should be doing this thing, but it seems like nothing is happening. But one thing we can trust God for is that a day is going to come that God is going to say to us that, yeah, we should start, right? And that's the first thing. Second thing is that at the basic level of starting something, there are some battles that we walk away from, right? Not because we can't fight it. There are some people that we don't take a fight on with because that's not our greatest challenge at the moment. Your greatest challenge at the moment is not to fight someone that has been saying something about your field. Your greatest challenge is to grow, make a name for yourself, then come back at it, right? Have, have, have influence, have impact. Your greatest challenge at the moment is not to reach the entire world. Your greatest challenge is to reach people around you, your friends that you graduated from school from, people that are still in your school, your people that are on your circle, people that are on your status, people that are on your WhatsApp group, people that are on your Facebook group, right? So you look more like your challenge. You look more like the people you are selling your products to. You are starting a business. Let them be your first target, your family, your friends, your Facebook audience, your Instagram audience. Then from there, you can now see that we are going all over the world, right? This kind of thing that Jesus will tell us that our biggest challenge at the moment is not to fight John. It's not to fight the biggest name in our field. Our biggest challenge is to what? Go and make a name for ourselves. Do something with your life. Then come back. And if there's anything that you want to see about John, then maybe we can see it then. But which I doubt, I doubt you think that there will ever be anything like that. But yeah, but first go, make a name for yourself and come back. And which is the first thing that I would like to say. I have like a lot of things I would like to say. Legit guys, I've not even touched my message. Like legit, I've not even. But so, but let's move from that place. Now the Bible says that because of all that happened, Jesus went to Samaria. Welcome to Samaria, guys. And I kind of think about it that how that what is meant for evil, God can actually turn it for good. Because think about it, guys. If there was never conflict or tension between the disciples of John and the disciples of Jesus, maybe Jesus would not have left Judea. And if Jesus never left Judea, there's going to be a Samaria that is never going to encounter a savior. Did you hear that? If Jesus never left Judea, right, there's never going to be Samaria that's going to encounter a savior, right? And so think about when I think about it so many times that what we sometimes think are like biggest failures of our life can actually be the greatest propeller to what God actually wants to do in our life, right? That we sometimes walk out of it, someone that cheated on us. You know, I was committed to this relationship, gave everything I could give. Then this person cheated on me, right? And stuff like that. Truth is, it is a failure. And God did not bring about it. But I'm so glad that the book of John chapter 4 teaches us that out of what looks like our greatest failure is actually what God can use to take us to what looks like our what is our greatest purpose, which looks like Samaria. And think about it, guys. What if there was no fight? Then there will be no story of the woman at the well. Because Jesus will have stayed back in Judea. And what if there was there's no there was no fight? Then Samaria probably will not have known a savior. Think about it that the Bible says that if the prince of the world knew, he would not have crucified the king of glory. 
And I want to resonate this in your heart. And I want to say this to you that I know you just maybe you just lost your job. And people are thinking that is the end. But you know what God can do? John chapter 4 teaches us that what looks like a disappointment is what God can actually use to take you to Samaria. But what looks like if people were against you is actually what God can use to change your life around. Right. So this 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 one of the things that I, I learned about things and I would like to say is that John yeah, Genesis chapter 40. I've, 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 maybe I'm going to stop here right after this and I'm going to take it off from there. Believe me, guys, when I tell you I've not started my message, I've not. I've not. My message is actually in the book of John chapter 4, verse 10. Right? But I'm going to stop here and I'm going to take it from there. Right? But don't miss what I'm about to say now. Don't miss what I'm about to say now because. Because I really believe that God wants me to say this and maybe it's a word for someone that what actually looks like your greatest downfall. You started a business before and the business failed. You tried to do something and that thing failed. You tried to get into a relationship and you gave your best because you were cheated on. People misused you. People took advantage of you. And because of that, you are in a place today now. And you kind of think like you can never make it again. That's the worst thing that can ever happen to you. No, guys. No, guys. You've not been to John. You've not been to Samaria. That's why you're making such a thought. Because Jesus, I I think Jesus felt like that also, right? But what this tells us is that in our biggest disappointment is a place where God can use the most to make things happen. That what we think is our greatest greatness is actually can be God's greatest strength. So I think about it. So I've had this conversation with people so many times around when we come around this thing of forgive and forget and stuff like that. And and so many times I kind of, and this is what I believe about it and this is what I will say about it, that we, we are not machines that can re, can program our mind to remember something and forget it like at will, right? We have a mind. And truth is, if you ever cause me to lose, to lose a job, it doesn't matter what happens. I will never forget that you caused me to lose a job, right? I can forgive you, but I will legit not forget that you caused me to lose a job. I will never forget that you caused me to lose a job. It's just as normal as that, and and this is what this is what the example that I use so many times is that this, but this is what God calls us into when we get around this thing. This is what God calls us into that Joseph came to say then told his brothers that God has called him that he's going to do something, like rule and stuff like that, and that he's going to rule. He said that his branch tree was higher than the others, and their own tree bent down to worship him. Then made another one of saying that he was the son. They were the stars, like twelve of them, and their father and the mother fourteen, all of them like that, and like and all of those beautiful things that he said. And because of that, they had hatred for him, and they sold him into slavery. And so we all know this story of how they sold Jacob into slavery, and after so many years, they came back to. Genesis, they came back to Egypt and Joseph was already ministered there. Then Joseph kind of showed them shaky, kind of did not allow them to stuff like that. And that's a beautiful story. But you know what? After that, Joseph forgave them. They called his father, called his brother, said, All of you come, I forgive you. We're going to be fine. We're going to chill and stuff like that. And they stayed together and stuff. But in the book of Jesus, chapter 40, you know what happened? Jacob was about to die. Israel. Israel now called Joseph. He now said that. I know that when I go, we are still going to punish these people. So just Jacob knew that what he did is worth being punished for, right? And he knew that maybe Joseph was holding back from punishing them because he saw him. 
So he knew that Joseph actually never forgot, right? But he now was kind of telling Joseph that, please, for the love of God, swear to me, not love God. He said, swear to me that when I leave, you will not punish your brothers and stuff like that. And then Jacob said something that which, Joseph said something which is very profound. He said, they meant it for evil. He said, God used it for good. Maybe like the same thing that will happen to you if you were using an iPhone 5 and then suddenly someone breaks your iPhone 5. Truth is, you will never forget the person that broke your iPhone 6 or iPhone 5. You will never forget. You will never. But what if in the moment that you lost your iPhone 6, then someone, your brother tried to call you and you told him that my iPhone 6 is broken. When he says, ah, you are even, you are even using an iPhone 6. What happened? I will send you a phone. And maybe the next three days, he sends you an iPhone 11. Truth is this. Will you ever forget the guy that broke your iPhone 6? No, you will not. But every time you remember the guy that broke your iPhone 6, now what we have is a sense of thanksgiving right what we have is that you will almost say to him thank you for breaking this right because if you did not break it maybe there will not be an iphone 13 that i will be using now right and i think about that everything that that's what the message is that when we get around this part of forgiving and forgetting if we can really get to a point where we can realize that what is meant for evil what people actually meant for evil we are serving a god that is powerful enough that he can take those very same things from them he can take the very same thing for people and he can turn it around for our good then when we begin to believe that it will be, it will be easy for us to forgive right and so that is what i think john chapter 4 is saying to us right here that I know you left Judea. I know people did something bad to you, right? And you are now thinking that you are failed in life and stuff like that. But listen to what God had to say to you. And I, I believe I'm saying this prophetically. I'm saying this by the word of the Lord that what seems to be a regret, God will take it from that regret and God will make it the best thing of your life. Relationship that broke business that failed, the job that you got sat on, if by the next time that you look at it again, you are going to hold those very same thing and you are going to make a statement of thank God. Because if there was not that, there is not going to be any Samaria for me. And there's going to be no salvation for the woman and for the entire nation. Right? I'm going to go deeper into this and I'm going to preach on it like I've never before. Next week I'm going to do Welcome to Samaria chapter, Welcome Samaria 2. But for today, I think you have learned quite a lot. So let's pray. Thank God. We are grateful for today. Thank you again for speaking to us so practically and so vividly. God, we ask that by the teaching of your word, that God, the Bible said that the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. And the Bible said that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. Jesus, we ask, we know that every time you speak to us, what we have is not only truth, it's grace. So we receive the ability to perform all of this and to put it into our lives in the name of Jesus. And for we know that when we do all that you called us to do, we have the results that you have in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are grateful for that in the name of Jesus. We pray for the sick because that's what you've called us to do. And so everyone that is sick, any tumor, anything, anything in the body, you are healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for all of that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 I'm done with the message. But just before we go, I don't know if this I don't know how you got to be here. Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you just were scrolling to YouTube and news through Facebook and so all of this. And you have never given your life to Jesus. The truth is all that we are saying, how that God turns life around and how that the principle of the Bible we can apply to our lives. We can only apply it to our lives and have results because we belong to Jesus. 
right? You cannot apply to your life and have results if you don't belong to Jesus in the first place. So when we are saying that get born again, we are not calling it to a religion. We are saying it to we are calling it to a life that when you get into this life, when you get into this journey with us, then you cannot begin to apply those principles to your life and see results in your life the way that Jesus will have seen it. If you don't belong to Jesus, you can't see this result in your life. So what I'm doing in this moment is that if you have never given your life to Jesus, I would like to lead you in a simple prayer wherever you are. Believe me, if you are ashamed of men, the Bible says that God said they will be ashamed of you in heaven. So wherever you are, just put your hand on your chest and we are going to say a simple prayer together. And right there, right now, you'll be righteous. If any of us are righteous and we can make this statement, it's not because of anything we have done. It's because of our faith in Jesus. So if it's fine by you, just put your hands on your chest and I will lead you in the prayer. Just say after me, dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving the word. And thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying. And thank you for resurrecting. I believe with all of my heart that you died on a cross and that you rose for my justification. I believe in my I believe my heart and I have confessed with my mouth. So therefore I'm made righteous. I am a son of God. I have the Holy Spirit dwelling within me. Help me to live your life. Help me to live rightly. And one day I will be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen awesome time we spent together right so if you if you actually made a decision for jesus please just send a dm to me anywhere you are listening to wow guys if you are listening to this on youtube welcome to our youtube channel and if you are listening to this on facebook please also go to our youtube page there are some content that will be going on our youtube only the youtube page that will be on the facebook page so go to youtube the name is adipochibola jelisha I did watch Bologna or GOG. Just subscribe, right? I never thought I'd be doing this in my life. But welcome to my YouTube channel. Subscribe. Yeah, just go to the YouTube and subscribe. And a whole lot of content is going to come your way. I believe you were blessed, right? Instagram is also coming up very soon. And yeah, we are going back to Zoom and Fad Living. Zoom and Fad Living is our podcast on Anchor. We are that's God has blessed us when bad living and God is still blessing it, right? It's the audio form of this one. So I'm fine, right? If you don't want to do Facebook every time, you can just be an anchor. The link will be on my barrels also for the anchor. You can just click on the anchor and you'll be listening to it every Sunday. You can just share the link of the anchor with someone that does the podcasting. It will be there. 8.30 on Sundays, you can listen to it on anchor. And I can promise you it's going to be blessed. So don't forget, subscribe on YouTube. There's an anchor page, there's an anchor podcast that you can listen to. And be here again next week for Zoom Empowered Living. For JOG Rada and for Welcome to Zemaria too. God bless you. I'm Adi Kochibonaji. I had a lovely time and I hope you did also. God bless you and do have a front and wonderful and fruitful week. I'm praying for you and my team is praying for you. And the hand of the Lord is upon you and you prosper in all that you do. We love you big. Thank you.